Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. gosh, everyone, I am here, alive, breathing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know it's been a trying time for everyone. I feel you guys. I know a lot of you are stuck at home. I am at my home right now, and I am bringing you the podcast still because that's what you got to do, you know? the In times of duress, I always like to say the best medicine is humor. Okay. All right. I mean, maybe it's not like the care, but you know, it it helps. Okay. So it's good to laugh. It's good to have a good time. It's good to keep things on the bright side. What do you fleas? The dog's here. Say hi, Nina. The dog's itching. See, the dog has fleas. Everything's good. I mean, what, what, what can we say? We can't complain. We're alive right now. We're breathing. You're alive. If you're watching this, you're alive and breathing. Congratulations. And uh, we're going to try to make the best of the situation over here on the Worst First Pod because that's what we do, okay? We're not Debbie Downers over here, guys, all right? We like to keep it light and fresh and happy. So what I did this week, since it's a solo episode, I decided to reach out to you guys and ask you about some of your Worst first online dating stories, okay? We all know that online dating can either be freaking amazing, which for me, hey, I'm married. I got married and and I met my husband online, okay? Online dating is the future, to be honest. And in times like this, when we are sequestered to our homes and have really no way of communicating with people, Online dating is kind of the best way to hang out without really hanging out, okay? And one of my favorite apps, um, if you guys haven't downloaded any online dating apps, I know there's a lot out there, but if you haven't downloaded any yet, you should definitely try Bumble. That was one of my favorite ones as a female, and I'll tell you why, okay? It was my favorite because 
I liked to initiate the conversation, which was cool. So as a female, I initiated the conversation, which is cool for guys because then if the girl initiates the conversation, they know she's interested, right? Whereas other dating apps, it's like you both like each other's stuff and then no one says anything. It's cool because only girls can make the first move. So it's like, it's not like you're looking needy by making the first move. You have to make the first move. So I love that. So I did that. I made the first move and then the guy responds and, or doesn't, which, you know, that's happened too. But, you know, uh, then the guy can respond and you guys start talking. And I, I mean, if you're bored right now, hell fucking, I got a husband online dating. So if you are bored and you want to find your husband while we're going through a national pandemic, <laughs> then this is your chance. And I'm only suggesting Bumble just for the ladies because I know women are, well, not that men aren't picky, but I just feel like women know what they, okay. A lot of guys are going to disagree. I'm saying women know what they want, but don't ask us where we want to go to eat because we don't ever know that. But I will say that I feel like women know what they want in terms of a guy. Like we see a guy and we're like, oh, that guy, I want that guy. And that's why I always liked that app because that was always fun for me. I had the most success with that app. Um, so yeah, that's just something that I like to do. And also guys, if you're going to do online dating, <sighs> before I read you all the horror stories, I'm just telling you the nice stuff. The best stuff that happened with me with online dating was when people were funny. You know, don't be creepy. Don't go online dating and be a creepy guy. You know, don't go in there and be like, nice tits. Like, don't say stuff like that. Because I've I've had guys be like, uh, you know, uh, wow, you look great in those clothes. I wonder what you look like without them. Like, just weird shit like that. That's not how you get a wife, okay? I mean, unless you're ordering her online. Like, I, I know it sounds weird, but. You know, if, unless you're buying her from a catalog, that's not how you get a wife. You girls don't want to be talked to that way. We like words like you're, you know, we, we like jokes. At, le at least I do. I'm speaking from a personal perspective. If a guy can make me laugh, that makes him like a thousand million times hotter than a guy who's going to like hit on me saying some lame shit, to be honest. So if you are going to slide into a girl's DMs, uh, or she hits you up on whatever Bumble or something and you respond, be funny, okay? Do something funny. Don't do something creepy. Don't be like, wow, I love that tube top. Like, how does that not come off of your giant boobs? That's crazy. I actually, this is really funny. I had a guy slide into my DMs one time and it was really, this is actually really genius. He um, sent me the dog emoji, which emojis are huge. Don't use too many because that's psychotic, but the right amount of emojis is okay. So this guy sends me a dog emoji and then he goes, oh man, get back here, Jack. Sorry, he's always running away with like that. Hi, my name's whatever. It was so funny. He sent me the dog and then was like, hey, get back here, Jack. And then he's like, oh, sorry. He's always running away. Hey, what's up? What's your name? <laughs> I thought that was creative. Anyway, the more creative you can get, the better off you'll be. The thing is, if you're gonna have all this time on your hands right now, you might as well take advantage of it. At least that's what I would do. People are like, oh my God, I'm at home. I'm so bored. I've done all the yoga I can do. I've done all the cooking I can do. I've gone for all the walks I can go for. I've learned seven different languages. I've done deep diving in my pool. I've pet my dog 3,000 times. I've cleaned my entire house. Like, What else can I possibly do? And what more of a fun time is it to flirt with somebody online? If you're single and you want to fall in love, 
you know, get an app and just start flirting and, and have fun. It's like, it's like, you, it's like, you don't have to see them obviously because none of us can leave our houses right now. So that's like the really cool part about it. And then it gives you something to really look forward to when all of this is finally over. So that's my advice. That's what I would do. If I would, if I was single, I would literally be downloading, like I said, Bumble was my favorite. I would download that. I would get on there. I would just start having a great time because you know what? That's one way to make the best of a hard situation. Take your lemons, make some goddamn lemonade, put some vodka in it, and girl, you go to town. You have fun and guys, whatever, girls and guys, both of you. So with that said, um, I want to get started telling you guys some of these worst because I actually went on my story and said, hey, if anybody has any worse uh, stories, please send them to me because I want to hear your worst online dating stories. See, like I said, there's a ton of success stories. Like, look at me, I got married and I'm so happy and my husband's amazing and everything's perfect. Honestly, like I couldn't like knock on wood other than the situation that life is currently, everything is great. Um, And I really wish that for everyone. I want people to be able to find their person. So... Uh, it doesn't always go that way. That's the thing. I'm, I've learned it doesn't always go that way. Hence the podcast, Worst First. Everything, you know, shitty happens all the time. Um, and so here is a Worst First story from one of our, one of our uh, readers. I say readers like I have a blog. One of, our, one of our listeners, Amelia. And Amelia writes in, okay, I'm Irish and this was my second online date ever. I'd been chatting for a few weeks with this guy. We arranged to meet up at the beach and grab lunch and have some ice cream. When I get there, he tells me that he's parked and that he will come up to my car. I'm so excited. I did my hair and makeup. I got all dressed up. I went shopping specifically for this date, picked out a perfect outfit. I'm so excited to meet the guy that I've been talking to for weeks. Well, I'm sitting in my car waiting for him I look up and I see a man with a stroller and two kids in hand walking towards my car. I can't believe that this would be the guy. So I'm looking around patiently thinking, oh, this can't be the guy. There's no way this is the guy. (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) But the guy with the stroller with the baby in it and two kids keeps walking towards my car. It's him. He forgot to mention that he has three kids and he brought them to our date. So me, being way too polite to ditch him and run, decides to continue with the date and I'll escape later. Long story short, I end up pushing the baby stroller all around the beach with someone else's baby in it, obviously. And old women kept coming up to me and telling me how lovely my baby was. (laughs) Then the kids were hungry. I would literally, I don't know what I would do, honestly. Like, I, I mean, I love kids. I would just, I don't know what I would do. So listen, so she goes, then the kids were hungry and we had to feed them. So we get lunch. And at the end of the lunch, he asks me to grab the bill because times have been tough. This guy is a freaking genius. I swear to God, this might be the way that he has been taking care of his children since him and his wife, whatever, got divorced. I don't know. He's like, don't worry. I'm going to line up a bunch of online dates, bring the kids on the dates and get them fed. Because what woman is going to say no to feeding these children? So 
she said he asked her if she could grab the bill and she ended up doing it, obviously, and paying for the whole lunch for the whole group of them. And she said, I don't know what kind of test that he was throwing me to because he was desperate to meet up again. Needless to say, we didn't go on another date. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I'm kind of thinking that if I was like a broke housewife who had kids and like a housewife, I'd say divorced. Like if I was broke and divorced, I would totally do this. Cause what, if you show up to a date with kids, like what guy is going to, I mean, although honestly guys are a little bit less, I think obviously maternal. So I feel like maybe some guy would see you sh walk to the car with a bunch of kids and then he'd speed off. Shh. See, this is us recording at home. Quiet, quiet, quiet. So this is like, kind of funny to think that, you know, if I had a bunch of kids with me and I showed up to a guy state, he would probably just drive away and, and the dust from the back of the car would hit us all in the face and that's how it would go. But on a guy's hand, this is so smart that he did this. Amelia, I'm so sorry that happened to you, but honestly, it's one of the funniest online stories I got sent. And uh, I love you for sharing that. Thank you. I'm sorry that happened to you, but you're such a good woman for taking care of those children and uh, buying them lunch. But man, what a what a guy, what a guy. Okay, now I have another one that's actually so funny. And I love the fact that the girl in this, the girl who wrote to me, her name is Pendle, Pendleberry Pie on Instagram. Uh, the girl who wrote to me, she calls her vagina her kooka, which is the fucking best name for a vagina ever. I don't even know why it's called a kooka. Maybe that's like, a, do, they, do they call it that somewhere else? I think she's from Australia or something, but. No, Canadian. She said Canadian beaver. I don't know. Akuka is now, now I'm calling my vagina Akuka because it just sounds like a good name for a vagina. Akuka. It's like fucking kooka, fucking cuckoo, cuckoo, fucking crazy vagina. Anyway, here's the story. She goes, hi, Brittany. This is my worst first online date. Well, technically it was a total of three dates with the same dude. The first two dates went great. No complaints. However, we hadn't banged yet, which I had a feeling was going to happen on our upcoming third date, so I wanted to be prepared. On the day of the date, I woke up super late and had not shaved my Canadian beaver. I should also mention that it had been a long, long time since I last shagged someone, so my bush was like Chewbacca at the time. It was like the Amazon jungle down there, total 80s Afro hair vibes. In a rush, I thought it'd be smart if I used Nair hair removal. That way I could do my, my hair and makeup while it was working its magic. I'm not sure if this is the same with all other hair removal products, but I never knew that I wasn't supposed to put it on my cooch. So me not knowing this, lathered a thick layer of Nair hair removal all over my kooka. No spot left behind. I can't remember how long it was, probably around seven-ish minutes that I had this excruciating burning sensation down below. My kooka was on fire. I ran to the shower and manically scrubbed it off. My vajayjay was throbbing and bright red. I could not even sit comfortably for the rest of my shift at work. Luckily, after work, everything seemed to be fine and the pain has appeared to gone away. Fast forwarding to my date that night. As I called it, things were getting hot and heavy, and we did the deed. Almost immediately after, he asks me, um, are you on your period? I was definitely not on my period. 
I guess while we were fucking, it was chafing so badly that my kuka started to bleed. She bled all over him with her scraped up, nair having ass vagina. She said, the liar that I was, I could only say, oh yeah, I guess it's beginning to be that time of the month. Long story short, he never messaged me again and I never messaged him. It technically wasn't the worst, but it was probably the worst for him. And I feel like an idiot. <laughs> Sincerely, the most idiotic worst firster. She said, P.S. Should I mention that my kuka has fully healed and is back in the game? I freaking love her. I love that it's a kuka and I love that she put an air on it because that's some shit that I would do. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck, it, it has to work. It works on my unibrow. It works on my upper lip. Why would it not work on my lower lips? You know what I mean? Just fucking spread that shit on there like some peanut butter and jelly. Wait till it starts catching fire and then remove it and it should remove all the hair. I would do the exact same thing. So I totally related to her and that's an amazing worst story. I love that. Okay, now here's another one. This one is freaking trippy. These are all online dating stories, guys. So look, look at all the fun you guys could have if you decide to online date. Hey, here's the fun thing about it. Other than maybe dating a serial killer or uh, having your vagina hair fried, it's like, it makes for great stories. So always, you'll always have that. Oh, here's this one. This one's called the first time I almost got murdered on an online date. Yeah, maybe this isn't selling online dating to you guys that hard, but I'm telling you, you can have good dates too. Trust me, but the, I'm telling you the worst ones because I asked for the worst ones. So that's why we're doing this. Worst first, get it? Hello. Um, okay, so this this starts. This is from Dirty Burke on Instagram. This story, the backstory. She said she was in her 20s, living in a small town in Texas with three private Christian universities. She said the dating pool was very shallow. Most guys would either ask her to go on a Bible study date or try to save her eternal eternal soul via messaging. On top of being out of place, there wasn't a lot of her type of guys in the area. She said, at one point I changed my settings to men and women where I ended up meeting a chick that I ended up being pretty good friends with. But to the point, I'm just trying to say that I was bored, horny, 20-something, just looking for some D, and there was no one that was my type. Well, one day she comes across this blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy with sexy-ass smolder in all of his pics. Her first thought that he was a catfish. He was way too good to be true. His bio said that he was from Norway and a bunch of other shit, but he had really nice tattoos, really nice ab muscles. I mean, the ones like where the, the, the muscles go down in the V, you know? Uh, and she said, we love, I loved it. We swiped, we matched and we started chatting. She said, through our chats, we had great conversations. I was enamored by his life from Norway and how he came to be in America. We shared a, a taste in music. Everything was very lusty and exciting. She said, I finally meet the dude in person and he's not a catfish. He's even hotter in person and had this adorable little accent. She said, we had sex immediately and the sex was incredible. It could have been one thing. It could have been that one time and it would have been enough, but she said it developed into a relationship. She said he lived two hours away, but was working in her town. So he would come and stay with her on the weekends. They would go out and do normal couples things and they would hang out. Everyone loved him. He met her family. He went home with her for Christmas. Her friends loved him. Everything was perfect. 
Then they started talking about going to Norway to meet his family. He said his dad was a fisherman and his mom had six boys and they were pagans. She said, I'm only mentioning this for later. Cue to the time when it's time to go to Norway. She said, I get the worst case of the flu that I've ever had in my whole life. My dad has to come get me from the airport. My fever's so high that I'm hallucinating. I miss the flight and I miss out on going to Norway with the man of my dreams. I was devastated once I came out of the sickness. I felt like I'd missed a once in a lifetime trip with the love of my life. Because he was in Norway and I I was so sick, we didn't really talk much. And when he got back, something fell off. I could tell our magic wasn't there. The conversations were boring. It seemed like kind of a chore. And then I also started to feel like he cheated on me when he was in Norway. So we broke up. I was heartbroken and was very, very, very sad. And things were dramatic and it was the worst facepalm. Anyway, fast forward to a few months later in May. She said she sees on Snapchat that he's at the Kentucky Derby. And she decides, you know what? I'm just going to Snapchat him. We haven't talked in a while. So she sends him a message on Snapchat and says, hey, uh, super cool that you're at the Kentucky Derby. I'm so jealous. I've always wanted to go. A few days later, okay, he doesn't respond to that. Then a few days later, a random person adds her on Snapchat And then she didn't recognize the name, so she accepted it, whatever, figuring it was someone she'd met during a night out or whatever. Then they message her and they go, why are you messaging my husband? Let me repeat that. The person messages her, who she doesn't know who it is, and says, they say, why are you messaging my husband? She goes, what? What are you talking about? She goes, you asked my husband, or you told my, you messaged my husband Uh, while he was at the Kentucky Derby. Listen to this shit, okay? It was his wife that he's been married to for over three years. They have a baby, and she starts asking him her all these questions, and she goes, no, he's from Norway. He didn't say anything about having a wife. He didn't say anything about having kids. She goes, "Um, no, he's from Texas, What the fuck? So the guy lied. He pretended he was from freaking Norway, made up an accent. She says he was, he's from Texas. He's been, we've been married for over three years. We have a baby. She started asking her, how many times have you guys fucked? She said, we were in a relationship. She told the girl, the wife, we were in a relationship. He met my whole family, my friends, everything. Dude, this guy is so shady. She truly didn't trust the whole thing. And eventually uh, she found out that this guy was an only child. He had been married and quote unquote happily married to this woman for over three years. They have a baby. And the only way that his wife found out about this whole affair was because she saw her snap him when they were at the Kentucky Derby. He was not born in Norway or from Norway. He was born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. The accent was completely fake and every story he told her about Norway was fake. So if she hadn't gotten deathly sick and missed the flight to Norway, what the fuck would have happened when they got to Norway? Did he have some kind of like family set up to pretend like, oh, this is mom, pa, where he paid some like people off Craigslist to like pretend that they're like his Norwegian parents? Or was he going to fucking do some crazy shit and murder her or something. She thinks that it was going to be some crazy shit and murder her and get away with it because it's overseas. But 
How crazy is that? The guy freaking faked an accent, pretended he was from another country. Hi, I'm from Norway, but he's really from fucking Fort Worth, Texas, and he has a baby and a wife, and he could only see her on the weekends. How convenient because you work two hours away. Okay, come on now. What about what's up, dual life? Anyway, that's a pretty gnarly, gnarly online dating story. I said, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I will share it on my podcast because that is freaking bananas, guys. It's bananas, okay? Um, I have some more great stories. We're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to be right back with your favorite worst podcast on the internet, Worst First. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Okay, everybody, we are back. I hope you took that time to go get some little snackies because I know you guys have been snacking. I mean, I've been snacking. I've gained about like 25 pounds since we've been home for like 15 days at this point. And uh, honestly, I'm not complaining because it's been rad and just keep shoveling food into my mouth. If this microphone wasn't here, it would just be a giant bag of Oreos and I would just be eating it. Um, anyway, it's all going to my booty, I hope. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying these stories. I have more stories, so we're just going to keep diving into these. This is incredible. These stories, these online dating stories that you guys have told me. Okay. So the girl wrote to me, her name on Instagram is Bricky Minaj. I don't even know if she wants me to share that, but I did. So, oh, well, sorry. She said, so a couple years ago, I used to hook up, you know, with guys and that would be it. And it was really fun. And she said, I had this guy who I used to hook up with who would text me at night and I would be like 11 p.m. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm on my way. So she goes, one night I'm over there with my fuck buddy and, you know, we're fucking. And he goes, hey, let me fuck you doggy style. And I've never done that before. So I said, "Okay, whatever. She said, well, it feels like a fucking fist in my asshole. Finally, he pulls out. I turn over and I scoot to sit, scoot down the side of the bed to sit while he washes his dick off in the bathroom. She says, I farted a little, but whatever. <laughs> Dead. He, he pulls his dick out. She's all, um, we've all been there. Don't lie. 
Um, so then he comes back and he says, what's that smell? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the dog farted. She said, then I bend over and see a fucking snail trail of shit marks from the middle of the bed all the way down to the edge. Oh my God. Just a fucking trail of shit. Just fucking just gross. And then she said, I pull a Dane cook and I say, hey, man, someone shit in your bed. Did I mention I had Taco Bell for lunch? <laughs> this girl's amazing. Anyway, he folds up the white comforter like a goddamn taco, throws it on the floor, and says, back to business. So we keep doing it. She says, I think I'm going to, she says, we finish the deed, I shower, and then I come out to him hand washing the stains out of his comforter. I thought everything was cool since we fucked afterwards, but then I went home and when I got to my house, I see a Venmo request from him for $200 and the title is Shit Stains Didn't Come Out. That is fucking amazing. Oh my God. He just Venmoed her. So she got charged for letting him fuck her in the butt. It's like, isn't that supposed to work the other way around? She had to fucking pay for her shit coming out of her ass from getting fucking too big of a sausage up there. I mean, listen, here's my advice on that. If you know you're going to do it that way in the butthole, don't eat Taco Bell beforehand. Like, what are you trying to do? Literally, that's like sticking Mentos in Coca-Cola. Like, you're just expecting for a disaster. It's going to fucking explode everywhere, okay? Get your shit together, literally, don't eat that. As a matter of fact, if you know you're going to do that, go get a fucking uh, colonic. Do you guys know what that is where they stick this tube up your ass and suck all your insides out? A lot of celebrities do it before events. Hi, Nina. A lot of celebrities do it before events. They stick this like tube in your butt and it sucks all the poop and shit out of your intestines so that there's nothing in there. There's no way that, uh, you know, you can get poop on his wiener. So go ahead and get a colonic if you're going to go do it doggy style for the first time. You're welcome. You heard it here first on our Worst First podcast. Okay, here we go. That, that that was amazing. That was a great one. Thank you, Bricky Minaj. So sorry that happened to you. Um, okay, we have another one. Let's go. We have so many. I've saved a bunch of these because you guys are great storytellers. And plus, like, honestly, we've all had bad online dates. It's happened to uh, the best of us. I think I've shared my bad online date before. Uh, if I haven't, I will share it. Um, okay, let me just go and get the next one. I have these all starred in my, uh, another poop story. Oh, this is an audio. Should I just play it? I haven't listened to it yet. Should we just listen to it live together? Nina, chill the fuck out, dude. Listen, like. Hey, Brittany. So I have a very good worst date that I ever went on with somebody. So to preface this, I was living in Pittsburgh at the time, and I was single, having fun, dating around, and his name was Anthony, and he, you know, at first sight, like all of his pictures and stuff, very handsome, Italian kid, dark hair, dark eyes, like definitely my type of guy, put it that way. Well, anyway, you know, we were talking for like couple of weeks, two, three, four weeks or whatever. And he decided to ask me out on a date. So, you know, of course I obliged and he ended up picking me up at my apartment. 
And when I got in the car, like, he just acted, like, so bizarre. The whole, like, literally, fast forward, like, the whole date, this kid acted like a fucking weirdo. Like, there was just something not right about him. So I get in his car, and the restaurant that we were going to, it was a brick oven pizza restaurant out by the Pittsburgh airport. Well, the whole ride there from my apartment, it's probably like 20, 25 minutes to the restaurant. So I'm trying to, you know, be nice, have an open mind. Like, you know, some people kind of get shy on first dates. Not me. I don't shut the fuck up ever. Like, I just can't stop talking. So I'm trying to, like, talk to him. I'm trying to make him feel comfortable. Like... All that good stuff, you know, trying to think of things to talk about to make it make it less awkward. Because I feel like fucking first dates are awkward enough. Like, you know, you got to kind of break the ice and, you know, anyway. So the whole time I'm trying to talk to him, he's literally just being the weirdest person ever. Like, yes, no, okay, yeah. Like, those are the answers he would literally give me. So then I kind of felt like, well, maybe he's just not attracted to me. Maybe... He did. He thought he he thought I was cute, like in pictures and stuff online and like on my Facebook. But maybe in person, like he just doesn't think I'm cute. I don't know. Like, whatever. Um. So, trying to make the best of it. Still, we pull into the restaurant parking lot, and I'm sitting obviously in the passenger seat. He's driving, and. Before I go to get out, he reaches across me and gets into his glove box and pulls out a fucking gun, like a pistol, like, okay, and I just kind of made a face at him, like, okay, first I'm kind of scared because I met you online, thought you were okay, we did have some mutual friends, so I will say that it wasn't like a total shot in the dark, but anyway, pulls this gun out, proceeds to put the gun down his pants, like, in front, like, by his crotch like kind of like gangster people do and I kind of question him I'm like what, what's the deal with the gun like and he, he he proceeds to tell me that he doesn't trust anybody in public that our world is fucked up enough and that he felt the need to carry this gun he has his carrier's permit I'm like okay like I mean what what the fuck am I gonna say you know so we get into the restaurant and there was a not a long line to wait for a table we probably waited like 10 minutes it was during the Penguins' playoffs for hockey. So, of course, down in Pittsburgh, like, it was a home game. All the bars and restaurants are completely packed. Like, you know, th- this was an exception. So they finally seat us, and he just is acting so weird, like, not making eye contact, not wanting to talk to me, not, like, you know, like I said, real short answers when I would ask him things, like, about work or whatever, like, I almost felt like I was annoying him. So I kind of like backed off and I'm just like, fuck it. Like I'm coming, I'm going to eat this free meal and just go home and totally forget about you because you're being a dick. So it was like he was rushing me to order what I wanted to drink. So I put my order in. We both did. We ordered our drinks or whatever. And he's like sitting there and like bouncing his leg up and down and just like acting like he's so nervous or something's wrong and I'm thinking like is something wrong with me like do I have something in my teeth did I, I don't know like it, I, I don't know like literally he, it was just the weirdest thing so finally we were kind of looking at the menu and we just decided to get like a pizza a bigger pizza and split it between the two of us so we decided on whichever type we were getting and 
he literally looks at me and goes, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. And I'm like, okay. So I basically had to order the pizza without him. Okay, whatever. I'm sitting there. And literally, I would say it was probably a good 25 minutes to a half hour. I sat there alone. The pizza had already came out. I was eating it alone. Because I'm like, fuck it, I'm not wasting good pizza. Like, you fuck this asshole. Like, it's his problem. So, he finally comes back out and sits down. And he just is still, like, still acting so fucking weird. Like, I cannot put my finger on it. Like, what his problem is. He eats literally one piece of pizza after he insisted we ordered a large. Because I told him I'd probably only eat, like, two pieces. Whatever. Ate one, he ate one piece of pizza and took like two sips out of his drink and was like rushing me to leave the restaurant. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go do something different, blah, blah, blah. And then like to me, okay, like does the date suck that bad? Like, I don't know. To me, let's background story this. I'm a registered nurse, so I feel like I'm a very personable person. I'm easy to talk to. I don't feel like I make things very awkward. Like, I have no shame. Like, you know, whatever. People are people. People are human. So he's, like, rushing me to get out of this restaurant. And I suggested, like, I didn't know if maybe he had, like, some social anxiety because there was a crowd, whatever. So I said, asked him if he wanted to go somewhere else and watch the hockey game. And he was, like, all for it. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea, whatever. So... We decided we were going to go to this smaller bar um, next to my apartment down the road. So we get we go to leave the restaurant, and I'm not even kidding you. We didn't even make it like two minutes down the parkway to my apartment, and he hurries up out of nowhere and goes, "Well, we have to stop at a gas station. We have to stop at Sheets." And I'm like, "Okay." So he literally pulls in to the gas station and gets out. And told me I I can just stay in the car. Okay, this is fucking awkward. Like, now I'm on this date with a fucking guy who is carrying a gun. Like, is he... What what, what the fuck is going on, you know? So, I'm, like, looking in his car because I'm thinking, does he, like, do drugs? Like, is he a fucking crazy man? Like, whatever. I, like, was looking in, like, his center console and in his, like, glove compartment. I found all these fucking pill bottles, all of them. Like, you name it, he was on it and taking it. Which, okay, fine, whatever. So, I sat in the car, I'm not even shitting you, for, I would say probably 15 to 20 minutes. I sat in the car by myself. So, he comes back in and... I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. He said he was in the bathroom and then he told me there was a long line. But when he came back in the car, he literally acted, like, so nervous. Like, like the I don't know. I just felt like I was a horrible date with him. Like, I, I just kind of gave up at that point, you know? Like, whatever. Fuck it. So we get to the building that the bar is at that we're going to go watch the Pens play. We literally made one circle, one fucking lap around the building trying to find a parking spot because, obviously, as you probably know... Hockey is pretty big in Pittsburgh, and when there's a game, everybody's out watching it. So I knew of another parking lot that was further down the road that there was usually always spots to park, but it was just like a little bit of a walk to the bar, so no big deal. It was summer. He literally made one pass through that parking lot and looks at me and goes, I just think I need to take you home. 
so at that point, at that point, I'm just like, well, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah, please take me home because you've been nothing but a fucking arrogant, ignorant asshole this entire date. Like, just being a fucking prick, like about everything. So he takes me home. Never says like thanks for coming. Never says you know like I had a nice time. Nothing. Hope hope we can do this again. Nothing. He said absolutely nothing. So I pretty much at that point like whenever he got out of the car at Sheets, I pretty much had made up in my mind like yeah this probably isn't gonna work out. Obviously like this kid's fucked up and he's fucking weird. Never heard from him for. I would probably say almost two weeks, three weeks, never heard a word from him. Finally, after three weeks, I get this text message one day and I'm at work. He is fucking spilling his guts out, apologizing to me about how bad he feels about our date, how he is so sorry that I I basically was ditched at the restaurant and like sat in his car and the bar thing, you know, all that. He proceeds to fucking tell me that he had a stomach ache the entire time we were on our date and he had explosive diarrhea because his mom made him fucking shrimp gumbo the night before. Which, what the fuck? Like, seriously. Like, I'm a nurse. Like, you couldn't tell me that you had diarrhea. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. It's really not a big deal. Everybody fucking shits. Brittany, you shit. Tommy fucking shits. I shit. Everybody fucking shits themselves. You know, everybody has a good poop story. True. And unfortunately, this dude was on, like, a date, and maybe he has, like, a bowel issue. I don't know, but I'm a pretty open person. I would not have cared if he... If he just would have said that, I would have probably just been like okay like go to the bathroom then you know instead he like fucking made the date so awkward and scared me with the gun and like all this weird stuff and wanted to take he wanted to take me out again on a date and like make it up to me and i'm like dude no like i'm i'm good like if you can't be honest with the girl like off the bat what the fuck do i want to date you for like you know and it be something serious so that is my crazy date, poop date. <laughs> All my friends laugh about it. I laugh at it when I think about it. I'm happily married now, but it does crack me up. My husband even laughs about it. I don't know. I love your fucking podcast. Yeah. It literally makes me laugh on my way to work. I have such bad anxiety like you do, especially at work, dealing with stressful things like your podcast takes my mind off of all of that shit it is my zen when i go to work and when i come home from work so i want to thank you i love you to pieces and i seriously hope this worst date makes it on to your show from home be safe sapphire is uh who who wrote who told us that story thank you so much for sharing that i didn't know where that was going i had not listened i listened to that live with you guys i hadn't listened to that one yet i was like i'm gonna save one of these stories live so i can listen to it It was a long ass story sapphire you fucking really know how to talk there but it was but it was good i get it fuck i mean honestly it's weird like i feel like when guys are uncomfortable instead of just saying like i'm uncomfortable or i'm sick or something they just turn into assholes when guys don't feel good, they're just mean. It's like, you don't have to be mean, dude. Just tell me you have a fucking, you got to go poo-poo. Like, that's not a big deal. Um, that was amazing. Another crazy online worst date. 
Um, I know I think I've probably shared this one with you guys. Again, um, I'm going to share it because I think it's really funny. Um, also, online dating, uh, I think one of the one of the hardest things about it is that you can't hear the person's voice until you've been reaching the stage of talking. Okay. Which is usually happens after like a certain amount of time. Like I usually talk to people online for like a week or two and then maybe give them my phone number if I feel comfortable. If we're keeping like a pretty regular, you know, conversation going on an app, then I'll be like, okay, you know what? I feel safe enough now to give you my phone number and we can talk. Okay. So it starts off, I'm on an online dating app and I match with this really hot model. I mean, this guy was hot, hot, hot. He was like a model for a bunch of big brands and did not hesitate to share that on his profile. And he just looked sexy and he looked like a macho guy. And I was like, oh my God, I want him to like throw me on the bed. And he just looked like that dude. He had all the muscles in all the right places. And, you know, normally I wouldn't go for guys that are models for a living because that's not really usually my type because uh, I just feel like they'd be like prettier than me or they'd be like, you know, they would take longer to get ready than I do. And that's not really my vibe. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this guy a chance. So we're talking on the app. We're having a great time. We're getting along really well. And, uh, one of the problems, and I know you guys can hate on me for this and you're probably going to, but one of my problems that I've had, especially in LA is that some really, really hot guys will seem so hot online. And then you talk to them and they have what I call gay voice. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Gay voice where the guy is just like, like, it'll be like the most macho looking guy. And he'll be like, Hey, so nice to meet you. Yeah. And like, it's like, they're more feminine than I am. And like, I don't like, if you're a gay guy and you talk like that, like, I don't obviously like mind it's you're a gay guy. That's like how gay guys talk. And I might get like a ton of hate for this, whatever. But if you're like a straight guy and you're like, Oh my God, that's crazy. Um, wow. I love your outfit. So cute. I'm just like, that's not attractive to me. I'm just being real here. Okay. As a female who wants to date a man, that like a manly man, like personally, I'm not going to be attracted to that. So one of my biggest things was, and I've had it happen to me before, was I was like, can you send me a video of you? Um, Because we were talking and I wanted to hear his voice. And that was like my way of getting to hear his voice. And uh, he was like, sure, what do you want me to say? And I was like, I don't know, just say hi. Like, I want to see a video of you. Also, I wanted to like make sure I wasn't getting catfished because this guy was so good looking. So... He sends me a video and it's like him with his shirt off and he's like, hey, hey, Brittany, um, just saying hi. And it sounds like fine. It sounds normal. It's like he's just like, hey, how are you? Hey. And just like it's a quick video. It's not a long video. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. No gay voice. Perfect. Check that one off the fucking list. So then me, like Brittany, who likes to jump the gun and never be safe and uh, just kind of do what I want to do in life. I'm like, why don't you come over to my house? Which is not a great idea for the first time you're meeting someone from an online date. So I'm just trying to share with you my experience with online dating. Listen, if things are going great, you know, right now you take my advice, you go sign up on Bumble, you match with a, a guy or girl or whatever you're into and you guys start talking and everything's going great and you guys go to meet up, do me a favor and just meet up when this whole thing is over, obviously, when we are able to meet up with people. 
meet up with them in a public place. I mean, if you even want to meet up with them now during this, even though we're supposed to do social distancing, you could always meet up with them at a park and sit, you know, 10 feet apart. I think it's 10 feet apart. We're supposed to sit and you guys can text each other. Anyway, if you do meet up with them, meet up with them at a public place. That's my one advice that I want you to heed right now. So anyway, I invite this dude over my house because I'm like, all right, he fucking passed the gay voice test. He's got not a gay voice. He sent me a video. Everything's going to be good. Invite him over my house. I get all dressed up. I'm so excited. This dude's going to come over and we're going to hang out. And I hear a knock at my door. And I answer the door and it's him. And he, as soon as I answer the door, he goes, hi. Oh my God, it's so nice to meet you. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, I put you through the gay voice test. How is this fucking happening right now? He was like, hey, oh my God, your place is so cute. Did you decorate it yourself? This is a great color palette. Did you choose these colors? Did you choose these? You guys, my fucking heart broke so hard because I was like, we were having such good convos and everything was perfect. But he was like, literally, he sounded like more feminine than I did. And I didn't even tell him about the gay voice thing. So I don't know if why when he sent me that video, he I rewatched it later and it sounded like he was purposely trying to like deepen his voice to sound like he was, because maybe this was an issue for him in the past. I don't fucking know. Anyway, so I'm like trying to get out of the date. So this is how I did it. So literally as soon as uh, he comes in my house, we sit on my couch and I'm like, hey, uh, can I get you anything to drink? And he's like, sure, I'll take a water with lime. <laughs> And a little bit of cum. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. But I mean, kind of like if he did, it would have made sense. Um, so I go to the kitchen and I start texting my girlfriend immediately. And I was my friend, Michaela. Shout out to Michaela. I haven't seen you in a while. We've been talking, FaceTiming. Uh, and uh, I text my girlfriend, Michaela. And I'm like, dude, just call me right now sobbing and say that you need me to come over because your boyfriend just broke up with you. Which, by the way, is a genius way to get out of a date. If you need to, ladies, just text your best friend, girlfriend, if she's a good fake crier. Uh, my girlfriend, Michaela, happens to be an actress, so I got that one uh, in the bag. And I said, call me in five minutes crying and saying that I need to come over because your boyfriend broke up with you. So I'm sitting there with gay voice dude. He's like, your place is so cute. I love it. Oh, my God. I was just, like, petting my dogs. And I'm like, oh, my God, please, God, why did I invite this person to know where I lived? Um... So then my girlfriend, Michaela, calls me and I put her on speakerphone. Like, who does that? Which was like kind of obvious. I put her on speakerphone. I'm like, oh, it's my best friend. I'm going to put her on speaker. So I put her on speaker and she's like, oh, my God. She's sobbing. She's so amazing. And he's like, oh, my God, sounds like she's so upset. Should we go comfort her? And I was like, mm, yeah, she doesn't like strangers. So maybe I should go comfort her and we can rain check this whole day, a.k.a. never hang out again. So. I think he got the message and he was like, oh, bummer. I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, I really got to go. She's my best friend. Like, you know, hoes over bros. You know what I'm saying? So bye. And uh, I got rid of his ass and he left. And that was that. So, okay, what did we learn today? We learned that even though we are in a time of a bunch of bad shit going on, it does not mean that you have to feel alone or be alone right now. You can download an app. And you can talk to people. Um, I told you, ladies, my my personal favorite is Bumble because you can make the first move and that way the ball is in your court. And 
on the app, you have to make the first move. So it's not like you're looking desperate or anything. And then the guy, you know, or girl or whoever will respond. And, you know, that's cool. And, you know, it's a great way to keep yourself busy right now and keep your mind off of everything that's going on. You know, that's what you got to do. You got to keep yourself busy, stay motivated, talk to people, socialize. You you got that FaceTime. You got these apps. We live in a future generation, which is awesome. So you have all these social abilities at your fingertips to communicate with people so you don't have to feel by yourself. And hey, who knows? You could spark a little uh, little romance. You know what I mean? You could be at your house and, and uh, have a little ro- online romance going on. That's fun. We all love that. I mean, and distance makes the heart grow fonder. So the longer this thing goes on, the more... Uh, you know, more exciting excitement will build up until you get to see this person or hang out with this person. So that's always fun. That's my suggestion right now. And uh, also, you know, make sure you go for some walks, get some fresh air, play with your animals, um, you know, do some meditation. There's a lot of great meditation guides on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, do some meditation, listen to podcasts. Hey, listen to my podcast, uh, listen to other podcasts. Keep yourself busy. You know, this is not the end of the world, I promise. I promise that this has happened a million thousand times throughout history, and it's just another blip in the map, and we will make it through. That's my words of advice for you. So uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this solo episode. Let me know your thoughts below. Let me know if you're like, dude, I'm kind of loving the solo episodes, or if you miss me having guests. I miss having guests. My only guest today. Nina Dewina. I asked Tommy to do this episode with me, but he's camera shy sometimes. So Nina Dewina, you have anything to say to the? Do you have anything to say to the people? Okay, all right. Um, great guest. Thanks for that input. So I wanted to just throw in there really quick. I shared, I like I said before, I shared these worst first dates, obviously, because that's the premise of this podcast. But there's a lot of successful online dating stories. I mean, you can. Google that successful online dating stories. So many people, especially in my friend group, have gotten married to people that they've met online. I met my husband online. He's my favorite person in the whole freaking world. So I don't want people to ever feel discouraged by these stories. And and, I mean, honestly, it's really fun experiences either way. I mean, not the ones where you almost get murdered, but you know, the other ones are chill. Um, Uh, so I just want to encourage you, especially while you're on this, you know, little break right now from life. It's a great way to connect with the outside world, like I said. And, uh, Bumble was one of my favorite apps when I was online dating because as a woman, it made me feel very empowered to be able to reach out to the person first without looking desperate. And then the guys, you know, you match and then everything, girls, whatever, and you guys connect and you have someone to talk to. So you're not so lonely. I'm touching my face. I'm not supposed to do that. Anyway, make sure to download uh, Bumble. Check it out if you want to. Uh, there's a lot of other apps out there, but that was one of my faves. Okay, so I know some of these stories were the worst, but I just want to say not everything is the worst. Like I said, I met my husband online, which I'm we're married, and I'm the happiest I've been in my entire life. So, you know, this is a great time to start new relationships, to take, I mean, obviously we have so much time on our hands If you're single, it's a great time to have fun and spark some new romance or just, you know, be entertaining yourself at home because God knows what you're doing. Uh, Download Bumble. Check it out. They're the only app that has a video chat feature. The only one. So that way you don't have to give out your personal information. You can talk to people in the app. So messaging first. Then if you decide you want to video chat them, make sure you're not getting catfished. 
it allows you to do that. It actually also takes your chances down of having a worse first online dating experience because, you know, you video chat with them first and that way you don't have to worry about, you know, them murdering you, which is great. So um, nobody wants to get murdered. So, (laughs) you know, thank God for Bumble having a video chat feature. Try it today. Download Bumble. I know you're bored at home and especially ladies, if you're single, guys, whatever, Take the power, take the reins, entertain yourself. I mean, you can only do so many yoga poses. Definitely go check it out. Download Bumble today and try that video chat feature. Fall in love. Fall in love while in quarantine. That's a great story. It'll make a great book when you're done. You can write a novel about it. Brittany Froen's podcast suggested I download Bumble and I ended up doing it just kind of like as a joke. And now I'm married to my husband. We have 17 kids and we live in a beautiful country house and it's amazing and my life is the best. Thanks, Brittany. Those are the kind of stories I want to hear. I actually was on there when I was on the height of Vine and uh, people would message me and be like, that's not, this is a catfish. And I was like, nope, I am on Bumble. It is me. So download Bumble, ladies, gents, everybody get on there and give it a whirl and find yourself very entertained in these solemn times. I think you will make some great relationships, some great text relationships, which will eventually, who knows, turn into real relationships when we're all out of uh, our quarantine. So stay safe. Stay safe, my friends. Take those Purell showers and those, uh, wear, wear your, wear your, uh, protective gear if you have it and uh, Lysol everything and uh, we'll make it out of this I promise today's episode is brought to you by Angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.